Hello! Oh my gosh! Wow. I know. Me and this being consistent stuff. But hey, here I am, and I'm not going to go in on myself like I usually do. So hey, let's get to it. Welcome to the No Judgment Here podcast. I don't think I've ever given that much of a dramatic hey type of introduction, but you know, you guys deserve it. And here we are. (laughs) So as always, I'm your host, Chanel. And like I said, this is the No Judgment Here podcast where I discuss all different types of topics from a non-biased point of view. I try to see every side, even though like my opinions might be different. I don't try to, you know, uh, push my beliefs on anyone else or things like that. So yeah, it's the No Judgment Here podcast and I just, you know, do what I do, go about life. Um, so this t- episode, um, I'm going to be kind of talking about back to school, um, but different aspects of it because that's, you know, where we currently are right now. A lot of kids actually went back to school in August, some even September. So it's kind of just that, like back to school season, you know, it's not over yet. Um, so yeah, I'll be going, uh, talking about that, going in on that a little bit, but as always, you know, we have to do some introduction topics, let's catch up on what's been going on in society, things that I've been paying attention to and different things in the news. It's been interesting lately to say the least. Um, first I'll just start off with what was most recent and that was, uh, 9-11, That just passed, and that's fresh on my brain because that's my mom's birthday. She actually turned 50, so happy birthday, mom. Uh, But I was just thinking, you know, every year we have such a big, like, memorial for 9-11. You know, it's always people give a moment of silence or it's on social media or we just constantly reflect reflect about 9-11. You always see people say, oh, where were you, et cetera, et cetera. And me, I was actually in 2000, it was 2000, right? 2001, I'm sorry, 2001. I was in fifth grade. I remember um, when it happened, my mom's birthday. So her birthday's kind of just like been ruined um, going forward. But I remember I was in fifth grade, I was in class. And when it happened, um, everyone's parent just came and got them. And I was just sitting there like, okay, well, guess my mom ain't coming. I was like, what is happening? But no, she didn't come, I just... Went home after school was over per usual. But yeah, I remember it. And that's what everyone always reflects on. What were you doing that day? I'm like, I was in fifth grade. Um, but anywho, I said all that to say, why has it not, why has it 9-11 been made a holiday yet? Like a federal holiday. Since, you know, we make such a big deal out of remembering what happened that day and the lives lost. You would think it would be a federal holiday now. I don't understand it. I was just wondering if anyone else has thought that. You know, we have Veterans Day, Memorial Day, Labor Day, all these other days. But 9-11, which seemed to be such an impactful day in history and lives were lost. And remember it. We take the time to remember it every year. Yet, it's on a holiday. So ponder on that and let me know. Maybe there have been, you know, talks about it and I just never looked into it and heard anything about it. But I'm just curious as to why it's not already a holiday yet. So and then secondly, um, music. Music's been wild lately. I know everyone um, was listening to Drake when it came out. And um, yeah, I gave it one listen. 
And that was it. <laughs> it wasn't really my cup of tea. I don't know too many people who did um, enjoy it, honestly. There was a tweet I saw. I actually saw the tweet on Facebook, but it was like, this Drake ain't Drake and like the other Drake's Drake. And I I agree. Like, it just wasn't given what it was supposed to give. Um, yeah. And a lot of people agree. Like, this wasn't really Drake's best work. Um, so, yeah, I only listened once and... The only like memorable song for real for me that I actually liked was Knife Talk. And then, of course, everyone had to blow up um, Way Too Sexy because, you know, it's going to be a trendy song regardless. So they definitely overplayed that already. Um, Also in music, I know a lot of people were happy about this, but Aaliyah's music finally being on Apple, that's huge. Because I've known like for years, I would just randomly check as an artist, like, Leah, like, what's on here? It'd be nothing. It's like, go on it. Um, but no, it's great to actually have her, her music finally on Apple Music because she, she had some hits. She had some great, you know, music. So why not let us enjoy that? Speaking of artists, I don't know if you guys saw, like, okay, come to this podcast. You already know one of my favorite artists is Doja Cat. Like, I'm going to talk about her probably every episode because I just love her so much. Um, but Doja, oh, you know, she hosted the VMAs. We saw her um her crazy outfits and it's just so wild to me how people don't understand the things she does like for conversation the things she does to get you all talking people are like oh my gosh why did she wear that she looks ridiculous because it's what she's known for she's going to make these big statements to like make herself be known i mean come on she came out with moo which was actually a true bop but you know that was a joke but it worked for her because she made that song and then people streamed her music and found out, oh, she's mad talented. I like her a lot. So it's the same thing. Like she does these things that she knows is going to put her in the limelight. But anyway, I said that to say, um, I don't know if you guys saw her Pepsi commercial. Um, amazing. Hello. The vocals, just everything. I love that little Pepsi commercial. I don't even drink Pepsi, but the commercial popped up on my timeline on Twitter and I just watched it and I was just in awe. I just love her so much. Um, speaking of VMAs, I didn't watch it, but you know, that's what we have Twitter and Instagram for. You see all the highlights, all, um, the performances there. And from what I saw, like, it looked like it was very, very entertaining um chloe bailey she did her song have mercy which we have been waiting on for like months and i'm not gonna lie i'm still trying to figure out how i feel about the song because we're so used to hearing that little part of the chorus because that's what she's been playing for months and months so in my mind i was like kind of expecting the song to go more along like with the way the chorus sound but it didn't so I was like I don't know if I like this I think I'm just still so stuck on the course like I think I just like the course um but watched her video it was okay like I I don't know maybe I'm just not impressed lately like it was it, it was okay I watched it once can't say I want to see it again I listened to that song then can't say I want to hear it again it's not that it's bad it's just something that I don't necessarily like you know um but that's that um what else oh we had the met gala people say gala or gala met gala met gala gala and gala it's like data and data which ones do you do you know but anywho the met i'll say the met um we saw everyone's outfits and it's always interesting to me just to see how people like get creative and what they decide to wear one that really stuck out to me was megan fox oh speaking of megan fox you know she 
showed it to the VMAs in that sheer dress, and then she turned it around for the Met Gala in her red dress, but um, she looks really, really great. But I did like her look a lot at the Met. Um, the red on her, her hair, it just all looked really, really well and well put together. Um, of course, I love Tracy, as always. As always. Like, she can do no wrong in my eyes. So, Tracy Ellis Ross, I loved her. Um, to, Iman, oh, Iman looked absolutely, absolutely stunning. Um, there were a few others I just wasn't necessarily impressed. Like, I wasn't really that impressed. I think it was, like, in America or something about America was the theme. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't too impressed with other people's. I know they were going in on ASAP Rocky, um, him and his blanket, rug, whatever he had on. Um, and then he took it off and really uh, revealed that, like, basic suit. So people were not too happy about that. Uh, but it's just funny to see people's commentary and different things like that. I know people were talking about Gabrielle Union. Um, I know her dress looked nice, but it was the hair. Um, people didn't understand it. I didn't either. It kind of looked like a, like the killer whale fin that's, like, flopped over. Oh, gosh. Am I judging? Oh, not judging. Just being descriptive, you know? Um, just saying what it looked like. But, you know, it... it Everyone did what they had to do for it. So I just like seeing the looks. Chloe and Haley looked really nice as well. So yeah, that's all I got for current topics, you know? So let's get into the real topic of this episode. Okay, y'all. So here I am with the topic. Um, So it's I'm a little late, but it's still like back to school season and I'm a mom and I've said that plenty of times and my child is five so he just entered kindergarten and y'all know what you like I gotta pat myself on the back because I did not cry I just knew that I was going to be a hot mess I didn't even shed a tear and honestly I think it's because his school had this um, like one day program called Jumpstart to Kindergarten where they let the kindergartners come pretty much for like a full day of school the week before school started just to get them acclimated with the building and teachers. And it really helped because I like dropped him off for that and went back home. So it prepared me for that first day of school. But yeah, I, I toughed it out and I was strong. I did not cry. And I'm just so proud of myself because I know if I would have cried, he would have cried and it just, it would not have been good. Um, but I mean, having a kid start school, uh, it's a lot of pressure. I'm not going to lie, especially this time around with COVID, you know, because usually when kids go to school or before they start school, they're in preschool. So they're being exposed to different learning styles and different things they're going to learn in kindergarten. They're interacting with other kids and learning things. However, with COVID, when it first came, um, a lot of daycares and things like that, they closed down and we started working from home. Um, especially me, when COVID came, my kid was three going on four and his daycare closed <laughs> temporarily. Uh, but it ended up being for some months. And then my job sent me home to work from home. So we had just been together forever. Um, and then even when they did open back up, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually saving quite a bit of money not sending him to daycare. Um, and I stay at home, you know. 
he lets me work and I can occupy him with some things. So I kind of took it into my own hands to, you know, teach him certain things and, you know, familiarize him with color. Well, he already knew colors, but, you know, ABCs and certain numbers and trying to help him with counting and things like that. I can't lie, there were days where I didn't have any type of agenda and he may have just played the whole day. But like, I'm like, okay, we can do this at home. So that's what I kind of did. Um, But you know, going into kindergarten, I don't even remember what it was for me all those years ago, back in 1996. I don't really remember kindergarten or what I had to be prepared for. But it's like this day and age, kids have like a legit list of things they need to know. Um, you know, how to use scissors, knowing certain numbers, certain letters, certain words. They had to know all this stuff. So it does kind of put pressure on parents, especially say if you were someone who worked from home and you had a stressful job and you couldn't always give your kid that attention that they needed to, to help them to help learn things like that's a lot of pressure, too. And it's also like if you get news that your kid's not ready for kindergarten or they're struggling, that like that kind of hurts as a parent because you know how smart your kid is. You know what your kid is capable of. But if they weren't able to be exposed to certain things, like it's a drawback. So it is a lot of pressure just for kindergarten. And like I said, even the different learning styles that they give these kids. I was talking to uh, my son's grandma on his dad's side and we had a brief conversation about school and she was talking about what she did for her sons and how you know she would put words around the house and have them reading by the time they were four. And when it came for her kid to go to kindergarten, uh, they didn't let him come in because he couldn't jump rope you guys. And I was like, wait, what? Because he couldn't jump rope? Like, what does this have to do with what he's going to learn in school? And it's like, you do all you think you're doing to prepare your child, you know, educationally for school, but yet they get held back by something physically. It's like, what, what's going on here? What's truly going on? So it takes a lot, um, being a parent, especially if you're an involved parent. Um, I do know there are some parents who, you know, paying attention to their their kids, their kids, their kids' schoolwork is something that's like not their forte, so they're not a hundred percent involved. And mind you, I am not judging at all. I know I'm the type of parent who I am really, really, really involved. Like I want to know how my kid is doing, what areas we can work on. I will talk to the teacher. Like I want to know everything so that my kid can be where they need to be. That's just how. I am. But I say all that to say, yes, it is very stressful um, getting your kid to school because you just want your kid to be great and not hear any bad news. And it's like there's so many different things to focus on. You focus on the education, but then it's like, okay, they also need to behave well in school. (laughs) And like if you had a kid, like I mentioned, who was at home with you for the last year or two, and they might not have been around a lot of kids going to school is an adjustment, a big adjustment. So yes. And then I I am grateful that school is in person because I don't know if 
I don't think I would want my kids' first experience of a school to be virtual, especially for a kindergartner. Like, I feel like they need to to be at school and meet friends and their teachers and just get that hands-on, face-to-face experience. So I am at least grateful that my child is in person talking with uh, other kids and his teacher. Yes, so that's my whole back-to-school stuff with (laughs) my child. But speaking of back to school, like it just made me think about how as adults, as well, I, I'm going to say millennials as millennials, like school is truly all we know. I was having this conversation with my best friend a few years ago about how, you know, you go to elementary school, you have middle school, you have high school, and some of us went straight to college. And then, okay, you graduate college, and then some of us may have jumped into uh, a job right away. Or some of us may have continued on with school and got like our master's and stuff. But for those of us who didn't go to grad school and decided to just start working, say you were working for like two years, and then you're like, okay, you know what? I think I want to do something else with my career, or I want to advance and make more money. So... The first answer is, well, let me go to grad school. That's literally what I did because once again, school is all we know. And I feel like society really pushes school and education as the answer for everything. So like I had a job. It wasn't really, actually, I really had loved my job, but I wasn't feeling quote unquote fulfilled or felt like I had much purpose in life. So I was like, I'm going to go to grad school. So I went to grad school um, for city and regional planning because I had, I knew a few people who went that route and I liked what they did in their careers, you know, being in the communities, helping rebuild communities and what, you know, um, giving communities what they need. And that's truly, truly what I wanted to do. So I was like, I'm about to do this. Like, I'm going to make some change. I am going to be a community change agent. Like I'm about to do it. And I went to grad school. Listen here, honey. I took your program. I only completed one year and that was barely, um, barely. I was holding on by some strings. You, nothing truly prepares you for grad school, honestly. Um, and I don't know if it was because like I took time off. Uh, I graduated college in 2013 and then went back in 2015. So I had like about two years off and I don't know if it was that or just honestly not being prepared. Um, it was so much reading. <laughs> so much more than undergrad and then you know going into grad school they kind of expect you to know so much like it's not really much of teaching it's throwing you this information and you do whatever you want with it so I definitely struggled in grad school and I don't know if it was just that particular program uh, but it was not easy for me I was not successful in many classes. The one class I did really really well in, which is not surprising, was a sociology class because I love theory. Sociology was actually my minor in grad school, but I just love theory and things like that. So I did really well in that class. No surprise. But the program itself was so architectural based and that is not what I wanted. Like I mentioned, I was interested in rebuilding communities and just giving communities what they needed and there was nothing about that at 
all. So I'm like, here I am working so hard thinking that I'm going to do something I really truly want. And this program isn't catering to that at all. However, while in grad school, I did get pregnant with my son. So, but that actually wasn't a hindrance at all. Like I was on campus, walking around, doing what I had to do, going to classes. No one even knew I was pregnant until like the year was just about over. <laughs> they were like, wait a second, you're pregnant? I'm like, yeah. Um, so, and I had my kid, like the school ended like May and I had my kid in June. So I, yeah. But anywho, um, I did not go back that second year. I was actually on like probation uh, cause my GPA fell under the three point, which we had to maintain. And I was like, this is not worth it. It's not worth it. I don't even like the program. So I only have one little year of grad school under my belt, but it's just like, what prepares you for grad school? How do we prepare for grad school? Why do we always force college down people's throats? You know, I have this conversation where with other people where it's like trade schools are good. Trade schools are you can really go for a short period of time and it's not long. That's the thing. It's not even long to, to learn a trade. You go, you learn a trade and most people I know who, who, uh, get trades are like independent workers or they start their own business and they just take off. And it's like, dog, why are we not taught that? You know, is it because, you know, they just want to keep this never ending cycle of debt for us that we can't build our I said build that we can't dig ourselves out of or what is it like why aren't trades pushed I am all for getting a trade do it and another thing I struggle with is just no one really telling you what you should go to school for because honestly I didn't go to school to I didn't go to college I'm sorry I didn't go to college for um to earn more money they usually say that, oh, get a degree because you're you're guaranteed to get a higher paying job, which also is false because there's so many other career fields you can get into that don't even require jobs. I mean, I cannot talk today that don't require degrees and will pay you even more, pay you so much more than graduating from college. It's just such a false narrative. And I, I'm really, uh, you get bamboozled. I was bamboozled. But I uh, I didn't go to college to like earn more money. I actually love learning and I just wanted to learn. I wanted to get that college experience, which is why I chose raggedy sociology <laughs> instead of something that actually had a legitimate career path. If I would have went to college and chose something else, I do feel like I would have, I'd be in a different position, you know, but I'm here today and I'm grateful for where I am and wherever I'm going to be directed, I'm here for it. But I'm just like, if... I would have been given more information about college and what I should have done. I would have greatly, greatly appreciated it. But that's why me being a first gen college graduate is my job to help uh, my family members or other young kids I know when they say they want to go to college. Like I have a younger sister who's going to graduate high school next year and well, the year after next. And I've talked to her about what career field she might want to get into. And we have this conversation and I talk about, you know, okay, upon graduating, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? So she knows all her options because I didn't have that conversation and I don't fault anybody for not having that conversation with me. You know, like that's why I had to go through it so I could be the one to talk to people about it. But 
you know, I want to make sure that she goes to college. And if if she chooses to go to college, she chooses the right career field, one that will actually, you know, her she could put her degree to use. I have a cousin who graduated college and while she was in college, I was her main point of contact. You know, if she had questions about a certain subject or needed help studying or wanted to know about grad school, I was a resource. And that's what means a lot to me. I love being a resource for people. So, yes. (laughs) But I'm just curious to know, like, I feel like it's a millennial thing to where we just feel like going back to school will fix our careers or get us where we want to be in life and that's not always the case you know entrepreneurship isn't always pushed on us which it should be Um, you know working for ourselves getting a trade like I said we're just pushed to accumulate debt and then you graduate luckily I'm very very fortunate that I went to school with grants and scholarships for undergrad so I didn't I went to school I didn't have to pay anything as undergrad Grad school was different. I had one loan, but undergrad, like I graduated debt free, which is rare (laughs) and a blessing. So I never, ever, ever take that for granted. But so many young people graduate and they are buried in debt. And it's just like, why are we doing this to young people? Why? College should definitely be free because. People deem it so important. You need a degree. You need a degree. Well, then pay for it for me so that I can have a better opportunity. The opportunity you say, quote unquote, that I'll have. Why do I got to pay for it? But yeah, um, I have never considered going back to school since. (laughs) Ever since I did my one little grad school journey, I said, this is it for me. Um, School is not, it is not, not school, but grad school is just, it's not it. Though I do like learning, I'll take some little courses, some little free courses um, on the side just to, you know, expand my knowledge and teach me something else. But in regards to actually going to school and trying to get another degree, I'm just I'm not with it. I am really not. Sorry to you all who are. But uh, yeah, it's not for me. (laughs) I like talking to y'all. I like doing that. And I don't need a degree to make a podcast. So there's that. But Honestly, my topic was pretty brief. I just wanted to, you know, touch on school a little bit since we were in that back to school season and just how crazy it can be and how many of us, all we know is school. We spent so much of our lives in school from five to 18. And then, like I said, if you go to college from 18 to what, 22, if you go to grad school from 22 to like 26. If you get a doctorate, 26 to 30. Like, look how long we are in school. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think I said those numbers a little wrong, but you understood what I meant. Like, some of us are in in school, and so we're almost 30 years old. And that's just crazy to me. And school is really all we know. Seriously. It's really nuts. But yeah. So, I mean, I would love to hear you all school experiences. If you guys... um, were successful and went and got a trade and you have your own business or you work independently, I would love to hear that. If you went to grad school and you love grad school, you had the complete opposite experience as me, I would love to hear that too. Mind you, I only speak on my own experiences. I can't speak for everybody. That's why this is the No Judgment Here podcast. So anything I say is just strictly like something that I have been through and I've encountered. But I'm 
always, always love to hear, um, you know, everyone's opinions or what they've gone through in life because they're probably going to be different than mine. And I respect that. But that's the topic for this week. Let's get into my other favorite portion of the podcast. Okay, so y'all know this is the part where I just try to give something positive and encouraging. I love this part. It's just like a little wind down, like a little mellow tone type voice. Mellow tone. Is that correct? I don't know. Monotone? You don't know? No, not monotone. Just mellow. Very mellow. But um, it's not really much of like advice or any type of like self-care. Just kind of like some, some encouragement and just setting the tone because we are... In a new month, it is October 1st, and I have a monthly saying that I say every new day of the month and um, every first day of the new month, and it goes, new day, new month, same God. Um, And if you are a believer like me, I say same God because we know that our God is the same today and forevermore. He doesn't switch up on us. So I just love saying that because, you know, we have a new chance to start something fresh and it's being October and I just pray and hope everyone's month is filled with beautiful blessings and just abundance everything that you have been manifesting in life I hope that it comes to fruition and you just see the work unfold right before you I really really do if there's a job you're struggling with I pray for a breakthrough this is getting real like spiritual Hey, y'all, receive it. (laughs) Just receive it while I'm on a roll. (laughs) But I just pray that, you know, um, anything you're going through, you just have a breakthrough and you're able to overcome it. Seriously, if there's something that you're hoping for, a major change, I really hope that that comes for you. So just embrace this new month with open arms and welcome everything that is coming your way. And as always, I thank you all so much for listening to the No Judgment Here podcast. Have a wonderful October.